This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As our resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven-roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Homethreads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Megan, I need your help. I need new strategies to keep my boys away from my favorite sweet treat. Wait, what are they stealing? And can I have some? <laughs> <laughs> they won't stop digging into my Briar's Carb Smart. I keep explaining that I buy it for myself because it's low carb and they know that I eat lower carb for health reasons, but they don't seem to care because the flavors are so good. <laughs> my 13-year-old even says that he should eat it because it's got three grams of fiber, which is good for everybody. Ugh, Habilis, I wish I could help, but can I be honest? I don't watch carbs or much of anything else other than taste, and I'm obsessed with Breyer's Carb Smart too, because hello, tubs and bars and caramel swirl, chocolate covered almond, vanilla, and peanut butter. Yes! Ah, you're no help! <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose this makes it easier to have an ice cream party together one day when we can. So Fine, I'll share with all of you. If you want to get in on the fun too, whether you're on a low carb diet like Stacy or an eat anything diet you love like me, look for Briar's Carb Smart at all major retailers and get an exclusive discount code at briars.com backslash didn't I just feed you. You're like, we've been eating a ton of sweet potatoes. Girl, give me all the white russet potatoes. I want a baked potato with butter and sour cream and chives on it like every single day right now or grated and turned into hash browns or roasted into home fries like potato me, potato me. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding kids. Hey, I'm Megan. And I am Stacy. Hey guys, before we get started today, we want to make sure that if you haven't already, you take a moment to hit subscribe wherever you're listening to us right now. Right now, I rolled my R's for you. That way you don't miss a single thing. And if you're feeling generous, you can rate and review too. It helps us a ton. Plus we know that you can do it while you're listening because you're a master multitasker. 
Stacy, we're talking about one of the most requested formats of didn't I just feed you of all times today, which is what we're eating now. Yeah, we're starting to do these like uh, quarterly about quarterly. Yeah. Seasonally. It's spring. Spring has sprung. But this is going to be a really interesting one because I think that we have this combination of spring, but then food access being limited in some places, being in quarantine. So what we're eating now is probably, this is probably going to be the most unique one. Hopefully, maybe also one of the most helpful ones. I think someone said it really well that they're like, it doesn't matter that I can't cook exactly what you're talking about when you talk about what you're eating now, but just sparks ideas. And hopefully that's really helpful because I think... Everyone, Stacy and I were just talking about this. Everyone is experiencing some sort of like cooking fatigue at well, home right now. It is that is some real life shiz right there. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's so interesting because I feel like I'm overcooking. Some meals are more like thrown together. Yes. Then it's this also funny, is it a paradox? I don't know that this actually qualifies as a paradox, but I'll use the word anyway, where then when I do cook meals, they're actually, not all of them, but some of them are much more involved. I won't say elaborate, but they're, you know, I'm actually then like taking my time and like, oh, I've always wanted to try that. And then I always felt like I was in a rush. I'm going to try it now. So it's this funny like combination for me. It It is. It's a push and pull. And I think a lot of people are experiencing that right now where it's like most nights I just want to get dinner on the table as quickly as possible. But then like the weekends where I've had a few days off recently where it feels like a slog to fill the time. And I'm like, oh, well, I should try making something like that takes more time right now or doing an experiment or big batching something. So it's kind of like there's no middle ground right now. It's like either I want something super fast and satisfying or I want like project cooking that's going to yield a lot. Yeah, that's really interesting. I like um, saying that there's no middle ground. I'm experiencing something similar. Yeah. So should we dive in? I just want to tell you first, because I think it's like a little bit funny, and then I want to hear what you're cooking now, But because this is something we've talked about, a thread that's gone through many episodes of like, I really just don't really care for hot dogs. And (laughs) Stacey and her family, they love hot dogs. Can you believe we haven't eaten a single hot dog in quarantine? What? We've eaten like 2,700 hot dogs in quarantine. Oh, do little smokies count? Because I do wrap them in Yes, I think that counts. Okay. I think that counts. But like, we have not had a hot dog dinner. Continue. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I do need to fix it. We are having Says the hot dog hater. Yeah, I'm telling you, I quarantine has changed me. <laughs> oh my God. It's not that I love hot dogs anymore. It's just that it fits this like perfect Venn diagram of like, it's cheap. Brian, my husband, can cook it. Um, it's super satisfying to most everyone. And it's like a no-brainer. Din- like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to think about it. It just happens even if I cook it. So even though I don't really enjoy hot dogs, I'm like eating hot dogs, I swear on my life, once a week. It might even be like <laughs> once, <a> lot. <laughs> once every it. five days. I almost. love that. I know we overuse that annoying phrase. But this is the place to use it, Stacey. Hey, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Okay. You're not eating hot dogs, which I just honestly feel shocked about. What are you okay, eating right I now can tell you why. I have quarantine. an explanation. Okay. 
So everybody who listens knows that I can be a little bit fussier about the foods I buy. And I mean, it's also in that episode about junk food that we did, gosh, last year. It's a long time ago now. Like, we both kind of reveal this is so arbitrary. Like, I might buy, like, organic this and that. And then whatever. Like, every hot dog is kind of crappy, overprocessed. But I do get weirdly picky about hot dogs. And obviously, I'm already revealing myself as a hypocrite because I said we bought Little Smokies. <laughs> so are Little Smokies any different than Oscar Mayer hot dogs? No. But like, I've been going to our local supermarket that has a much more limited selection. I haven't gone to Whole Foods once. I haven't. So I normally get either like the Applegate organic hot dogs or I'll get like hot dogs from the butcher, like really good hot dogs, like in the summer for grilling. And I just haven't found either of those. But now that I'm actually talking myself through it in this little mini hot dog therapy session, if I can't find Applegate or go to the butcher, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pick up the Oscar Mayer hot dogs. Like it's time. It's time for a hot dog dinner in the Billis Lebowitz time house. Slash it is fine. It it's is fine. Time. It's fine. It is fine. <laughs> <laughs> so great. Okay. What else though, besides little smokies? Have you been Little eating? Smokies. Oh, and you know what we do? We wrap them in biscuit dough, like the pop and bake, the Immaculate Bakery. Those are my favorite of the canned biscuits. I did a whole review for Kitchen. They're like, did this you? is funny. Let's make our biscuit queen review canned biscuits. And the Immaculate Baking Company was my favorite. Yeah. I mean, it's hella good, especially with a little smoky in there. When I make them for breakfast on the weekends, the boys are like, oh, my God. Yeah, Although, they're pretty great. I- I did share on my Instagram, maybe I'll reshare it on the Didn't I Just Feed You Instagram this okay. week, that one time I wrapped them and then in the oven, they didn't stick, so they popped open. And then it was like a little tiny hot dog with puff biscuit dough on each side of it. And I'm trying to paint a picture here, but if you're not getting it, go to our Instagram. <laughs> Basically, it looks like a whole tray of little wieners and balls. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest, funniest. And of course, I live in a house of all guys, so everybody was dying. Anyway, what else am I eating? <laughs> how do you, like, I, that's it. That's the whole episode. I don't know. How do you yeah. even follow that up? All right, let's go through the meals. So for us, breakfast, a lot of smoothies because they're fast and my kids are eating so much more junk. And on days when I'm not available because of work to like really oversee their lunch, it's just snacks for lunch, basically. So like today, that's probably happening right now as I speak (laughs) to the (laughs) microphone. So I'm trying to make sure that breakfast is a place where I feel like they're getting a good start most of the time. Tons of smoothies, tons. We're using Catherine McCord's book a lot because I realized that giving the boys a book meant that they could feel like they were still experimenting and trying new things, but without throwing a bunch of random stuff into the blender and then making something gross and then being like, oh, I don't like this and throwing it down the sink. Because I was like, we can't waste like that right now. And like, that's too annoying. I've started making, now this is not moving away from healthy, although comfort food can be healthy, but moving to a comfort food. Oliver, we are still very close with this woman, Jenny, who took care of the boys from the time that Isaac was 18 months old. He's 13 and she still comes at least once a week for a date night when we're not in quarantine. And 
literally, I had Oliver naturally. So Oliver came home and was like six hours old. I don't know if you experienced this with Emmett, but like your second baby, I was more concerned about my first baby. I yes. was really attached to. So I like handed Oliver to Jenny and I was like, oh, Isaac, come here. I missed you. I was away from him for like half a day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Jenny has been with Oliver literally since the day he was born and always used to make him this Jamaican style cornmeal porridge. Mm. And I found the super fine cornmeal in the market the other day and bought some and Oliver and Jenny have been FaceTiming like crazy, and she walked me through how to make it. So cornmeal porridge. So that sounds good. so good. And I recently was like sad to discover what I thought was a bag of stone ground grits in my freezer is actually stone ground cornmeal. Oh. And so that would be the perfect place to use it. I so hadn't good. thought of that yet. It's very, it's, you know, you combine milk and water, but more milk so that it has like a nice milky dairy flavor yeah, to it. Yeah, creaminess to it. Yeah. And then I put a cinnamon stick in there and tons of fresh nutmeg. And then I use granulated sugar because that's what Jenny does, but I actually couldn't help myself and did some recipe research. A lot of people will use sweetened condensed milk mm-hmm. also to sweeten it and to add to that milk flavor. So lots of ways to do it. I ordered 20 pounds of avocados, and like 25 pounds of pixie tangerines direct from a farmer in um, California. No social media presence. The URL is tangerineman.com. I do it every year. So tons of avocado toast in the morning. And for lunch, but we just have all these avocados. So using those up, lots of hard-boiled eggs. That's they just never for they, they never get old, the hard-boiled they never eggs. Get old. I like every day I'm like, I want egg salad for lunch. Like it's my <laughs> favorite. Like, why is that my favorite? I don't know. It's probably like it is a form of comfort food. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's creamy. Sean and yes. put it in there. Sometimes fresh dill. Okay. Yeah. I love You're it. Selling me on egg salad here. I love, love it. So yeah, lunch, uh, egg salad and tuna salad. And I like making those in bulk because also, by the way, guys, makes a totally fine, acceptable dinner. Like if you're in a rush. Oh my God, so many quesadillas and grilled cheeses. We have been going to the market, you know, every two weeks. Yeah. I literally buy two pounds of sliced pepper jack cheese. Two pounds. And it is totally gone before the next supermarket run. I have bought like the five pound industrial block of cheese and we've eaten through it in between grocery runs. Like so much cheese is being eaten. So much cheese. So I want to talk about why I've been getting the deli sliced cheese because I found that that's the one that the boys are most likely to be able to use or to be willing to use on their own to make their own lunches because they can make their own grilled cheese and quesadillas. Yes, they're not doing their weird microwave trick. No, what was it? Was it quesadillas or Oliver or, still does it sometimes? Yeah, grilled cheese. we're like the grilled cheese where you like microwaves it and it's just like sad yeah, and soggy, it's nasty, and they love it. They call it a cheese melt. It distinguishes okay. it from proper oh, grilled oh, cheese. Yes, excuse me, a cheese melt. <laughs> <clears throat> can we get the recipe, boys? Yes, exactly. <laughs> But now that Isaac has taken to um, scrambling himself eggs more frequently, like he feels like he can handle grilled cheese and quesadillas. Yes, he can. I love that. 
Okay, so that makes it easy because they don't have to grate or cut anything, and they like that. And then I also keep butter in a French butter keeper on the counter. I usually, I mean, I normally do this, but sometimes like I'll fall out of habit and it'll be a week or two. I'm being really religious about it because I'm also finding if I have butter that's soft and easier to manage ready right next to the stovetop, again, they're much more likely to cook. You're setting them up for success. Yeah, you need to, because it's not even, yes, I am setting them up for success, but they're not even thinking about it as successful. It's like how much friction between me and the food. They want as little friction as possible. Like opening the refrigerator (laughs) and having to cut a stick of butter and great cheese, like won't cook, too much work. But if the butter is easy to manage and the cheese is already sliced and you literally just slap a cheese, (laughs) slice a cheese on a tortilla, (laughs) okay, Uh. I'll do it. So just reducing friction there. I also am doing lots of dips. I've been getting a lot of hummus and tzatziki and store-bought things so that it's just ready because I feel like the boys are wanting to snack at lunch a lot. And I feel like that allows them to have like chips and a dip, and then we're doctoring it. So swirling in harissa, adding a little bit of like high quality olive oil, adding spices, just, you know. Yeah, we have a whole episode about turning hummus into dinner, which is like a great resource if anyone's like, ooh, I want to do that. Yeah. And you just need ideas about how to like make it more robust. It was such a great lunch idea. Such a, yeah. I'm stealing it. In fact, and actually that brings me to something else that's a little different that I've been doing, which also leads us into dinner. I'm buying many, many more like sauces, specialty food products, spice blends, like spice blends I usually do myself. I don't usually buy like sauces I'll make. I don't know. There's something. It's also like a way of treating myself because we're not spending a lot of money. And, like, I can't just buy – I just don't feel like I want to spend money on, like – you know I love spending money on clothes and makeup. Okay, I'm lying. (laughs) I did buy some makeup for myself. I, like, caved. I had a really hard week two weeks ago, and I was like, I need Sephora. That was the greatest, like, thought train where you're like, I'm not spending money on clothes and stuff. And then, actually, I am. and like, Well, not clothes. I'm proud of that. on makeup. But I did on makeup. (laughs) I can't lie. It's like a whole other episode. But buying food products that I wouldn't normally buy, like I wouldn't normally buy like a $12 jar of harissa. But right now it's like food is the thing that's giving us all stress, yes, but also joy when it's delicious. Yes. And I don't have to make the harissa and it feels like fancy and indulgent and we actually, it has a use. I don't know. I've been digging it. Okay. I agree. So the preserved lemon spread from NYC Shook, their Harissa. I bought from a different brand, although they have this as well. Um, I think it's called Heiwaji, Waji Spice. Okay. Uh, It's a Middle Eastern spice blend. Um, Zatar I always have, but just stuff like that. And then it also makes dinner easier. So preserved lemon all over chicken, bake, delicious. Same with Harissa or combine the two. I think it's a good reminder that we have two other um, episodes that are great resources for, for both those sort of ideas, right? The first one is our interview with Kanchan, Chief Spice Mama, yep. all about spices and like spicing up your family food. 
And then there's a whole episode about sauces. And I just feel like sauces are saving me in general right now. Totally. So whether it's like preserved lemon or harissa, just something, anything that like takes very basic pantry things and very basic groceries and makes them taste delicious is, is it's everything I want right now. Oh, so good. Okay. I'm going to power through dinner because I want to hear what you're cooking. Okay. Um, lots of chicken. Obviously it's available. I'm the chicken lady. I've got a new book out <laughs> called winner, winner, chicken dinner, cooking from it a lot, both because like social media and just like also reminding myself, like, yes. you know, you write a book, it's such a long stretched out process and it's like, oh yeah. Yeah. And you do sort of, there's this like weird pause in between finishing writing it and publishing it where you're probably like taking a break from all the recipes and then you're almost rediscovering them again when it comes out. Totally. And then when, as people cook it, you're like, oh yeah. And then also there is that like panic. There's that self-doubt. I think that any quote unquote expert feels where they cook it and you're like, does that recipe really work? I have to make it right now to comfort myself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> make sure, make sure it isn't a dud. <laughs> yes. Okay. Lots of cabbage. I've been talking about that. You because know, a it lot lasts of, forever. Yeah. All those yeah. last forever. So lots of cabbage. Oh, that Hawaji spice. I know I'm saying it wrong. Please forgive me. Like braised with like broth, the spice, braising the cabbage, and then finishing with like lebne, which is really, I'm just using Greek yogurt because that's what I have. So yummy as a side. Lots of sweet potatoes. I've talked a million times over about sauteing Italian sausage, chickpeas, and Swiss chard. I've been using it with kale because Swiss chard goes bad so quickly. Yeah. It wilts so fast. And topping sweet potatoes with that and then using a dollop of... um yogurt with a little lime juice squeezed in to finish, but also just like making a little tahini sauce. Again, the sauces, spreading it over roasted sweet potatoes, pesto over sweet potatoes is good. Homemade pizza, a lot more than usual. Our favorite these days is I don't use a red sauce at all. I'll take those canned green chilies. You can get them mild. I'll spread it around like a sauce and induya, which I called ninja once on the show. It's induya. Someone helped me figure that out, which is like a spicy sausage spread that you can just use your fingers to crumble up. So green chilies, induya sausage, fresh moths, hot honey, spicy honey is another one of those condiments that I restocked in quarantine and drizzling that over pepperoni pizza is really delicious. So good. There's a restaurant here in Boise that does this pizza that we've recreated at home that has ricotta and fresh mozzarella and parmesan and then it also has like sausage on it and i forget what the vegetable is now but they drizzle hot honey on it and it's called the honey badger so it's so good okay three other quick things here's a big one that i think is interesting or maybe is interesting for people because i didn't really put together why i was doing this until we prepped for this episode i've been making a lot of single ingredient salads so like Lightly pickled cucumber salad and crushed peanuts and hot peppers on top. Carrot salads, just sliced carrots or combining roasted carrots and raw carrots and fresh herbs. Fennel salads, celery salad, and then shaved Parmesan. And what I realized as I was thinking about this episode is that it's a way to use my ingredients up all at once because the fridge is so packed and we're eating so much, I don't have to track things. So if I make a spinach salad with a little bit of like cherry tomatoes and cucumbers and mushrooms and whatever, I feel like my brain then feels like I need to track partial amounts. And that feels hard to me right now. So it's like, I want to buy 
all this fennel, and then I want to use all this fennel in one sitting and be like, fennel's gone now. Cross that off my list. I can get more next time. So I thought that was kind of a weird, interesting thing that I fell into. Also, that's kind of just like smart cooking in general for busy parents, right? Which is where both of us come from. Like, of course, use it all up. And it's never going to be a bad thing to have some leftovers of whatever salad or side you made with those vegetables. Yeah. So that's been been the big, I didn't even know I was. Um, Okay, last thing. Okay. Baking. Okay, so we were baking a lot. We've slowed down. I have this sourdough starter. We mentioned this on one of our Instagram lives together, which everybody, we're doing them every Thursday, somewhere between like 7.30 and 8 p.m. Eastern. I think that I like using sourdough starter more than I like. I I haven't baked a single batch of bread. (laughs) Well, wait, 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 wait. You should also fully disclose that your friend who gave you your starter, like who's your neighbor, is an amazing bread baker and is dropping bread off on your stoop. She did. So So she's dropped bread off on your stoop twice. And also we have uh, this wonderful French patisserie that is doing weekly deliveries. So I get this delicious bread. So, okay, sourdough starter stuff like quick snacks, frying it in a pan with shallots. We have a mini episode coming up that we I will explain more about that. I use some to make coffee cake. There's some crumpets. There's a recipe for crumpets that I saw that I have my eye on. So in general, using my sourdough discard to make stuff. And I'm eating more bread in general, which is very interesting because as a lot of listeners know, In general, I try not to eat too many carbs. You know, I'll usually save it for dinner because it really messes with my energy. And I'm kind of going back and forth between being really protective of my energy and being like, oh, like F this. It doesn't matter. Like, (laughs) like, it really doesn't. Like every day is the same. There's baguette. I want it. I want some Nutella on it. I'm going to eat that right now. So... It's funny because I find that that happens more on like rainy gray days and the weather's been really unpredictable. And then on sunny days when I can exercise outside and when like all the doors are open, I find myself protecting my energy more and going back to watching my carbs. So that's just been really interesting to see this interplay between like food, which for me really is about the carb intake, food and weather, and mood, and how like it all plays out. So with that, I'm going to say I want to hear what you think of that. I also want to hear what you're cooking. But now seems like the perfect time to hear from our latest sponsor, Fryers. Stacy, you've been super open about being on a low-carb diet, but we also know that you aren't into limiting what you or your family eats. That's true. I mean, listen, eating low carb helps me feel my best, but I've found smart ways to incorporate my favorite higher carb foods too, because I am not about to give up bread or ice cream. For me, time of day plays a really big role. So I save big bowls of pasta and stuff like that for dinner time. But when it comes to ice cream, which I want to be able to eat whenever a craving strikes, 
I love low-carb options from Breyers Carb Smart. The Carb Smart line of frozen treats is pretty amazing. You've mentioned it before, but now that they're a sponsor, I had to try it for myself, and they are so delicious. Caramel Swirl is my favorite. Also, with three grams of fiber and 150 calories or less per serving, I'm psyched to have Carb Smart on hand for myself too, even though I don't count carbs or much of anything other than flavor when it comes to ice cream. Ha! <laughs> You and my boys both, they certainly don't care if their ice cream is healthy by any measure. They just want it to taste delicious, which is why they love Breyers Carb Smart. I wouldn't expect anything less from Breyers. After all, they've been making our favorite ice creams for over 150 years now. It's a long time. Be sure to get your hands on Breyers Carb Smart for your next sweet tooth craving. Flavors include chocolate covered almond, vanilla, and peanut butter, and are available at all of your favorite major retailers from Amazon Fresh to Walmart, Target to Kroger. Okay, so I am, I think that's like a, such a great sort of like segue, and then having Breyers Carb Smart on the show, like, I think it's interesting that you feel like your diet is adjusting and you're like thinking about your diet as a way to either protect or sort of like fuel your your energy right now. Yeah, I'm just kind of observing it. I'm letting it be. I'm trying to like, that's Stacey Billis's interpretation of intuitive eating. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's very in line with intuitive is eating, it? but yeah. in what feels like a more practical way. Yeah. And just like being aware so that I can know, like if it's a day where I don't care, you know, then I can eat the bread, start the day with bread. Like, well, today, actually, although my energy feels okay. <laughs> I started the day with toast because we got a, we got a sourdough drop yesterday. Yes. <laughs> so like I started so with it's toast. a good day. Then I had more toast before this. Like I basically only eat toast. But other days, I'm just glad to like be able to flex and not like judge myself, just kind of observe it from a distance and know what I need to do. And then know that I have all these different options. Like I have tons of options for lower carb breakfast and lunch. I have a now totally delicious lower carb dessert option. So I'm just kind of following myself that way. I just love that. That's so sweet. This uh, sort of related, I'm going to go off on a little tangent about how in January I read The F*** It Diet. Yeah. And and like was really enjoying it. And I keep like joking with my friends how like quarantine is sort of like the best slash worst time to be on The F*** It Diet because (laughs) the whole idea is really like getting in in touch with your intuition around like what what feels good to eat and com- and getting comfortable with comfort eating and even like binge eating and there is sort of like this expected thing where your weight is going to fluctuate and so like being in stretchy pants all day it just is like the best time to be on a diet personally i mean i think for other people too <laughs> I I guess maybe I'm on it too. I don't know, but I think you are. (laughs) I think like accidentally you are. It's so good. We should all be um, because do you hate, I hate, even as a person who's like, who struggles with intuitive, the idea of intuitive eating and sort of like the anti-diet culture in the same way that I do with diet culture, I have not enjoyed the memes about like everyone's quarantine diets or like what how we're all going to come out of quarantine like so much heavier because I personally am finding it's sort of like that thing there's no middle ground either like I want to eat all the things I want to get a grocery delivery of like a whole bag of Easter candy and eat it in like three or four days (laughs) 
or I don't really like have an appetite for eating or cooking right now. It doesn't feel like there's ever like an in-between for me personally. I feel like I'm not liking either side of it. Like yes. although, yeah, like people were joking about getting fat. I'm going to be completely honest. I, you guys can judge me all you want. I judge myself, but I'm just, I find being real the important thing to do. Yes. I don't like the getting fat thing because I'm afraid of it. I'm just going to like say it right out there. Like, I don't want to gain weight. I just don't. Like, it doesn't feel good. I struggled so much to figure out what was going on with my body to finally get to a place of balance, which has nothing to do with a goal weight. Because if we were going to talk about quote unquote goal weight and diet culture, believe me, folks, I'd be skinnier. (laughs) I'm happy with where I've landed because I feel like myself and I feel good in my body. And actually, it's probably the highest I would put on a quote unquote acceptable weight for myself. Like when I was used to be very dictated by the scale. But now I'm just happy because I've gained weight and have felt really exhausted and tired and not like myself and not like I was in my own skin. So I'm like very fearful of going back there, to be completely honest. Yeah, I actually feel like the the goal we should all have, and then I'll get back, I pinky promise, to what I'm cooking and eating <laughs> right now, is that like we actually come out of quarantine this like roughly the same if you if you're really like listening to your your intuition and cooking and eating what feels good in the moment i think that you would like i think most of us would find that we would probably weigh exactly the same coming in and out of quarantine totally because there are those days where you're like oh i do want to like eat my roasted sweet potato and i want to have a big crunchy salad and then there are those days where you're like i want to eat nutella toast which actually I want to eat Nutella toast mm, now. So good. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I do think that like for me, the lesson also is like, look, if I just don't think about it, if I just observe it and let it be what it is that I eat this way sometimes and I eat that way sometimes. And like my overarching driver is to eat fewer carbs because I have identified that that's what makes me feel good. But I don't actually have to think about it in a way that occupies my mind. Yes. And I still stay even in like a happy place where I feel good and comfortable in my own skin. Like that's what I want to walk away with bringing that back into whatever it is we is the next phase forever for us that like oh look some days I can eat that way and some days I can eat that way and I don't have to think about it let's not think about it let's enjoy it so here 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 what have you been enjoying tell me okay I did not come to this recording as prepared as you did with a list (laughs) just FYI and I'm like a little concerned like oh is this the same thing I say in every version of what we're eating now. I worry about that too, totally. <laughs> like, we just, we're eating the same thing, guys. We just, it's like Honey Nut Cheerios every day, you guys. I do find myself, so speaking of breakfast specifically, because I love how you sort of like ran through the day, we are eating a lot of cereal, um, or at least my husband is serving up a lot of cereal to the kids in the morning because we're just finding like, there's almost like first breakfast and second breakfast. Like when the kids wake up, they're hungry, but we're not really ready for breakfast yet. And because I'm kind of like getting up before the kids to start my work day, it makes more sense to sort of like take a break later in the morning. So when the kids wake up at seven, 
they're having a bowl of cereal and then we're having like second breakfast around nine or nine thirty. And Brian's been making us a lot of like breakfast burritos for breakfast. And we are stock going to stock the fridge and freezer with those so that he, we don't have to make them every morning because you guys, the dishes, uh, there are so many dishes. I'm tired of doing dishes three times a day. And so I really actually need to get back to a little bit of meal prep to keep dishes down. I'm also making a lot of pancakes and waffles on the weekends when I'm like fully in charge of breakfast for the whole family so that during the week, the kids can have breakfast for lunch and have waffles or pancakes and also as an alternate breakfast for everyone a couple days a week. I I can't remember if I've shared this story here or not because I've shared it with so many people, but we had this really funny thing happen where one of our grocery deliveries we ordered from our restaurant supply store. And I Emmett, my five-year-old, he loves sausage. He could eat like a whole pound of sausage by himself. That is sausage hilarious. <laughs> yes. It's really like it's just him. And Brian loves sausage and gravy and or sausage gravy I should say biscuits and gravy so we bought I bought this like six pound log of sausage from the restaurant supply store thinking like oh well this is gonna be great like I'll I'll divvy it up I'll freeze it and then we can just eat it throughout the next couple of weeks well it came already frozen so we're like every time we want to eat sausage (laughs) which is pretty regularly it's like at least once a week we're having to take a big like serrated knife and saw off the section I just had a vision of Brian in your garage, like with a sawhorse. I mean, it's a little like that. (laughs) When we slice off the sausage, it's these little squares of sausage instead of like a round patty. And it's just like the funniest slash saddest breakfast experience ever. (laughs) Such a picture. Such a picture. (laughs) It's a mood, as the kids say. It's a a whole mood. Okay. Lunches. This is, I've been really bad about lunches. I feel like I've just been buying like. Megan, don't say that. We're not, no one's bad about anything. I know, I know. Well, I was thinking about how I'd rather share about this like listeners group thread where someone was like, we've been actually doing like our biggest meal of the day at lunchtime because by the time dinner rolls around, we're all kind of like over each other and need to be separated. And I actually just feel like I might need to <laughs> shift my day and steal that strategy. I'm like, that was a low key shade. You're like, I'm going to talk about food, but the message here is by 7 p.m. I want nothing to do with these people. <laughs> it's just my truth. What can I say? Oh my God, is it my truth? I think, I think it it's might everyone. be everybody's. And, but also, like, not just me. I like my ki- two kids. Like, sometimes at the end of the day, they just need to be in separate rooms. They do not need to be at the table together. So I think doing that sort of shift would really save us. We bought, again, from our like restaurant supply place a big thing of pot stickers. So we've all actually been doing pot stickers a lot for lunches. Um, box mac and cheese and then like throwing some veggies in it is Brian one of Brian's go-tos also we can eat all of the peanut butter and jellies again because we're not packing lunches for school and having yes! to be nut free we've been doing peanut butter more too and one of the things I've done to sort of like upgrade is order my favorite jams from Trade Street Jam Company so that like the kids can have their strawberry, their very basic like strawberry and creamy peanut butter. And then I've been buying 
chunky peanut butter, which I really enjoy, and then doing like peanut butter and jellies with like the smoked peach jam from Trade Street. And it makes me really happy. And I love, love, I don't think we've talked about this before, but I really do enjoy um, Dave's Killer Bread and their like white bread done right as a sandwich option. I just feel like it's, it's like what I would, like it's Wonder Bread, but with the health halo on it. And I like it. I like the texture of it. So we've been doing a lot of peanut butter and jellies for lunch. Okay. Dinners. Again, I'm like, is our, do I just cook the same things? all the time. I feel like that's okay in quarantine. I've been leaning a lot on things that are just like comfort food to our family and also like easy and inexpensive because also I feel like we're just spending a mortgage on groceries every week. Like there's so much money going out the door to groceries and I understand why. Like instead of spending $150 a week on groceries, sometimes it's like 275 or 300 and it's because we're literally going from like one meal and some snacks at home well two meals because we always always had breakfast at home but like one and a half meals at home every day to like three meals and all the snacks at home so and we haven't been eating out a lot so I'm trying to be like it's okay our grocery budget has just doubled it's fine but then when I'm ordering things I'm like okay how can I feed my whole family like for under $10 a meal. We're doing a lot of like ramen noodles with fresh veggies or frozen veggies and like boiled, hard boiled or soft boiled eggs on them because that's really inexpensive. Even if you buy like an upgraded ramen noodle because even like the top ramen has been sold out a lot on grocery deliveries. Is it Ocean's Halo? I've talked about it before. I like their ramen noodles and they come without the seasoning packet. And then I ordered from Jacobson Sea Salt, which is um, in Oregon. They have a ramen seasoning that you can add to the like broth, or you can also put it on popcorn, which is so good. So ramen noodles, crispy beef tacos, and then sometimes stretching out the beef because we buy beef from our farmer's market right now with um, lentils or sweet potatoes to make it like feel bulkier and more filling, but still only use a pound of ground beef. Also, I let, you're like, we've been eating a ton of sweet potatoes. Girl, give me all the white russet potatoes. I want a baked potato with butter and sour cream and chives <laughs> on it, like, every single day right now. Or ha- grated and turned into hash browns or roasted into home fries. Like, potato me. Potato me. I just potato want all me. the... the <laughs> I My want kids all the don't like and potatoes. All the, you, I, I like know. Potatoes. You've said this. It's very weird. It's a great, great disappointment to me. <laughs> I get that. I, I endorse that. Uh, we've been eating so many chicken thighs. Also, recently I made, which we shared in show notes on the episode about your chicken cookbook, the fast food chicken sandwiches, which has like the yummiest sauce on it. And then the chicken is so easy. I texted you and I was like, you should have titled this like, you can't f- this up fried chicken sandwiches. <laughs> They're so easy. I mean, she I love to fry, but you don't really even need that much. O- you don't even need that much oil. No, you don't. But we've also just been doing like skin on, but deboned chicken thighs, like in the oven or on the stovetop, getting the skin really crispy and then putting some sort of like frozen veggie in the pan and then a sauce on top. I've been doing a lot of garlic butter. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but also some just really easy like two or three ingredient sauces because I'm not as good at, as you are, Stacey, at like buying sauces to have on hand. So I've been doing like 
tahini with lemon and maple or doing like a little bit of jam with a little bit of vinegar and pouring that over chicken. Just really super simple sauces are, are saving the day. And risotto, because I've been deboning my own chicken thighs yes. and turning the little bit of like bones and skins from trimming into broth once a week with veggie scraps from our freezer and then making risotto and not like traditional fussy risotto with like white wine and shallots, like whatever aromatics we have on hand using our Boreo rice and homemade broth, but then like throwing a ton of cheese in it and like frozen broccoli or frozen green beans or grated carrots or whatever, like making it super family friendly. So it's almost like mac and cheese and honestly takes about the same time as like boiling the water and making cheese sauce from scratch, but it's like feels more luxurious. And then snacks, man, I feel like we've been going through a batch of cookies a week. I'm either making just classic chocolate chip cookies or those chocolate peanut butter oatmeal no bakes. And we're eating through so much popcorn, so much. Pop- like, I feel oh, like we're having popcorn like, three really times good a day. One. You know that my we kids do- are obsessed with, oh my gosh, what's the brand? Lesser Evil. Their popcorn is so good. They pop it with organic organic coconut oil mm-hmm. i guess the organic part doesn't matter so much but coconut oil and then they have like a himalayan pink sea salt they have a light uh kettle corn flavor yes, i know i should so make good. my own but it, this stuff is so good it has like this weirdly like sweet salt it just tastes so different and so yes. good that makes me be like oh i should just make kettle corn at home because yeah. we love that and that would be like a fun diversion from that I actually have a recipe for kettle corn that we should share in the show notes. It's really easy at home. It's just like really seriously oil, white sugar, and popcorn kernels. And then you can put like a little cinnamon and salt on top of it too. So, so good. Okay. That's it. That's what I'm like cooking and eating right now. I feel like shout out to everyone who's just slogging through it. I know I am. There are a lot of days where I just want someone else to cook for me. And we've been ordering like a little bit of food in. I feel like you guys have access to much better options, but we're doing our regular like getting pizza. And instead of making pizza like you are, we are doing delivery pizza as like a break from cooking. And we like went from ordering one pizza every time we get delivery to ordering three because so smart. <laughs> One, we take a whole, we we order like a half cheese, half pepperoni, and we take the whole thing, like the box and everything and stick it in the freezer in our garage. And then Brian can pull slices out for lunches during the week when, when we're really busy um, or I can. And then we also like, we eat pizza that night, but then we have pizza like in the fridge to eat as snacks and lunches and stuff over the weekend after we've ordered delivery. Um, have you been ordering a lot of food in, Stacey? So we were not. We were, at first we felt like we weren't sure. Then it was, re- we realized that it was totally safe. So we were doing once a week. And then as things got busy and I started getting food cooking burnout, we've increased that to two times a week, which Mike, my husband had to really push for that. Cause he was like, why are you making it harder on yourself? Like, it's a good way to support local businesses. It easier and we're not spending money on anything else (laughs) except groceries 
And he's right, because we're kind of splitting the Monday through Fridays into different parts where like one parent is the one that you go to and we have this big Kanban board and there's a sticker on top that's like, right now, who's on duty? And we're both actually just working, but whoever's on duty realistically gets interrupted five trillion times and it's really hard to get a flow. (laughs) And like days when Mike had to give me the afternoon because he had too many meetings in the morning or whatever, I was like, I'd start at two and I'd be like, well, it's four or 30 or five, whatever. I got to like start prepping and making dinner. I was getting nothing done. And he was like, that's ridiculous. You should be able to work through till seven the way I do. And I'll either cook or realistically I'll order and I need you to be okay with that. So we're up to two times a week ordering. And we've not been ordering pizza mostly because pizza is so easy to order in what we order normally. We've been trying to like find that cool restaurant that's trying to survive or trying to pivot and figure it out. So we've been ordering from all different restaurants that we go to. It's funny. We actually ordered last night from a great Middle Eastern place in our neighborhood that just pivoted to delivery and pickup. Oliver was like, this is so delicious. I want to order from here all the time. How did you guys find out about this? And we're like, oh, we go regularly. Well, like on date nights. Yeah. And he was so like, he felt so gypped. He's like, yeah, this. He was gypped. Yeah. He was like, this is out there. Like, you eat this whenever you want. And like, <laughs> it was so funny. I feel like, like now yes, they're like, it's my secret. Yeah. They're getting a taste of like how we're living large when we're on date night in their home. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so okay. Funny. As ever, we want to hear what you guys are cooking and eating right now. Believe it or not. It sparks so much joy for us. And also, we steal your ideas. Yes, we do. It's total inspiration. (laughs) So, Cece, tell everyone where they can find us. Find us as Didn't I Just Feed You on Instagram and Facebook, where you can also join that private listeners group that we're always talking about that's such an amazing community. You'll be prompted to answer a question. The answer is whiskey. Don't give us attitude about it. Just write whiskey and enter the group. Most importantly, subscribe to Deny Just Feed You so you don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, we think you will, tell your friends about us and leave us a review on iTunes. It, it's another thing that brings us joy and it actually makes a really big difference for people finding us. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge, humongous, big thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy, And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Cheat me. Hey guys, before you go, it's Stacy with an exciting sneak peek. If you're listening in real time, this coming Friday, May 18th, you can watch me and next week's guest, cooking instructor and cookbook author, Pamela Salzman, cooking together live on Instagram. Follow at Pamela Salzman and tune into her account on Friday, May 8th at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern. You'll see me there too. Also, be sure to visit PamelaSalzman.com to sign up for her online cooking courses all of which are discounted through quarantine whenever that ends. And of course, tune in next week. Megan and I will talk to Pamela about her new cookbook, Quicker Than Quick.